So, see me rolling. Oh, man. All right. So we listened to the whole new... Okay, basically because of this article, though, right? That inspired it? Yeah, I don't exactly recall the series of events. It's all just kind of a blur at this point. It was kind of a blur, but... But but this was like almost a month ago, right? Like I feel like it was a couple weeks. It was before I I left town. For um, yeah, it was right before you left town. Because I listened to it at home. I distinctly recall being at home. So what's the date on this article? June fourteenth. Yeah, it probably was. It probably was. Read this terrible article, and was like, okay, now I need to listen to this garbage to assess these claims. So, I guess <laughs> people need to know what we're talking about. There's an article in the New York Times. Did you have it up on the screen? Yeah, it's on, it's on the screen. Yeah, it. and it's called Katy Perry Woke Up. She Wants to Tell You All About It by Karin, I guess, Gans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> oh, man. It's great. It's kind of a great article. It's a doozy. It is. I mean, depending on whether you, like, I mean, I'm pretty, I, I, your assessment that the author's well, I was going to get to <laughs> okay, that. Okay, I was okay. going to get to the author's intentions All right. later. But um, it kind of frames the whole article, though. Yeah, but it's but it's like, <laughs> don't bury the lead. I mean, we know it's we're not just it's not just some uh, we're not. Uh, well, look, there's two ways this could go. If you're reading an article in the New York Times about Katy Perry, uh, either just like you know obvious bullshit, hooray f- for her kind of stuff. Right, very or, soft. Or ball, this, puff, because puff nobody's piece. like like taken down Katy Perry really, um, and so. Th- but this is like as close as I mean. Well, it's a we- it's a weird article. So okay, so the, the kind of the thing, the overarching theme of the article, right, is that Katy Perry's woke now, right? And it, but it it starts off with this weird story about her being at Hillary Clinton's victory party, which, you know, that got weird, right? Because she lost. Yeah. And they were saying her and was it Lady Gaga? Um, probably. It was, I think so. It's, I mean, it's near the top. Let me just find it really quick. Um, yeah, yeah. It's talking about, you know, how sort of, they were there to feel, you know, empowerment, whatever. And that went south. And then it, it has this quote, Gaga and I just looking at each other and being like, fuck it. We need to touch each other. And you're like, <laughs> and so I feel like this phrasing was really deliberate <laughs> to sort of harken back to the famous Britney Spears, Madonna, MTV video awards, whatever they made out. Right. Mm-mm. But then she's like, and for a minute, two of the biggest pop stars in the world held hands. Yeah. And you're like, okay. That was <laughs> normally when you're going to say, like, we need to hold hands, you don't. It's not how you phrase it. Right. Especially we need when to touch each other. It's, it's not... an article about someone <laughs> well, who's been naked in her previous right. videos. Well, and that's a big part of it. The whole point is that supposedly her wokeness means she's aware of how unaware she was of what she was putting out there before. That's part of what her, she's claiming. But at the same time, her new motto is, I know nothing. And she seems <laughs> to take that very literally. Like, I, we all know, like, the Phil's, like, t- you know, to, what is, I forget the, the actually, something like, you know, the only thing you can truly know is that you know nothing or some shit like that. But she's like, oh, I get it. I know nothing. And, like, her Twitter bio now is, 
I know nothing. And it's like, well, we know Katy Perry. <laughs> hashtag, and we're glad that you figured that hashtag out. Hashtag accurate. Well. So yeah. speaking of knowing nothing, so then it goes on to talk about how her approach to this album was essentially to, you know, not make the same sort she was of trying to, stuff. Yeah, she's trying to get, you know, uh, she's trying to grow, but uh, doesn't really quite get how that works. <laughs> and so it sounded like uh, what that translated to was have Max Martin write less songs on this record <laughs> and bring in different people who she... Like, this is like the, I mean, this is the running theme I hear a lot of people who work with beats is the way they get out there and do something different is find someone new to make the beats. And that's, and that's a good way to approach it if that's not what you do. But uh, it's this thing where they're like, oh, I brought in all these hip, young, new people. And then you listen to the tracks and you're like, I guess it's a little different. <laughs> like, it's not the same as Max Martin, but also... That's not a hit. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. There's a reason he gets a lot of work. Right. Yeah, so I, it's like the article makes it out like she was trying to make some woke tracks. But yeah. I didn't really get nut. Like, so I listened to the whole album. Yeah, I, did, right? I did it too at the same time. Uh, yeah, in one sitting. And I can't. Like, I don't remember any tracks as being, like, overtly political or anything. Well, so, okay, so the, um, so, uh, since she was on SNL, uh, and I watch YouTube too much, uh, I was aware of, like, the singles, and they're the most single-worthy tracks on there, and they've all been released as singles, and they're also very subpar compared to well like okay. even for her but usual the tracks stuff. that i feel like were the singles weren't woke at all right well because right. she doesn't know how right that's okay so she's a person who knows she knows nothing she said that herself <laughs> right so okay so, so that this is, is the theme okay so my first my first uh kind of fascination with uh with this was that she, she was on the um uh some shitty awards um and she was, I think it was MTV, and she was performing, and she said backstage, bef either before or right after the performance, uh, how, it, you know, this is part of her telling everybody she's woke now. She was like, uh, I used to be the queen of innuendo. Uh, not accurate. And because, again, you <laughs> clearly don't understand what innuendo means at all. Like, you're not <laughs> too much subtlety. the things you don't know <laughs> right. what innuendo what, means. Um, but then she was like, but now maybe Katy Perry, the queen of subtext. And it's like... Also, no. <laughs> like, so the, the main song, the one sort of like this, which I'm sure is, is got to be Max Martin because it just sounds like it and you hear everything else sound not like it, is uh, the Chain to the Rhythm song, which is the one where it sounds like she's trying to be woke and subtexty and then half of the song is just a dumb club song because that's all she knows how to do right. and so it's like it gets halfway there and then it's like we're chained to the rhythm yeah like it's no no right. Katy perry that doesn't make any sense right the the, <laughs> the if it's supposed to be a metaphor it's not working and right so my overall impression of the album was it's not particularly woke and all she really knows how to do right is make sort of party music yeah but she also is clearly not into doing that anymore so right, it's she really put she's trying to grow but like it's really uninspired party music is what you end up yeah, with you the, end up with third-rate party music there was um so this album doesn't work 
on any level. There was something, I think it was in the article about her, her new A&R person who they were talking about, well, there's, they're talking to people at the label, right? And they were like, are you concerned oh, about? yeah, there was that whole A&R About her, thing. like, trying to, like, go, and we're like, no, we trust her. Like, we trust Katie P- And also, there's this A&R person who is there all the time. So, like, <laughs> and she says it's going fine. So, uh, we, we trust her, especially, especially her. But also, we trust Katie to do the stuff that she does, which is mostly writing the bad lyrics that are like, well, you mentioned partying, right? All right, it's fine. Put it out. It's great. Oh, it, ship it. Is it woke? Is it? I don't know. But you know, you knew it was woke because at the performance, there were a bunch of children acting like they were working. Like It was like child labor. Oh, really? But they were dancers. And so it was like a little child labor dance. And it, but like, but there was, the point was that like, what? Like halfway through the song, they're like liberated or something, right? That's just like... By partying. Right, probably. I mean, it, it, it's, Wait, it's not... There's this, no, you can't actually like derive a narrative from it. It doesn't make any sense. It's, it's nonsense. But the, like... Is this party woke? <laughs> party woke or is it a woke par- it's a woke party hashtag woke yacht <laughs> that's why we gotta start a competing boat party called woke yacht and be like yo this is the most woke boat party in the city um so like okay uh it's a very equitable boat i mean we could watch the i'm sure it's on youtube if you want to see can the- we watch the dance 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 song that like the, <sighs> the, the oh, highest the- charting one but basically just looks like a regular Katy Perry video, but she's less naked. Um, but she has a woke haircut, too, now, for those of you who don't know, who didn't catch the... Which, I don't know which one you're talking about, though, because the, the chorus goes... It has the very uninspired rhyme of, uh, you know, dance, dance, dance to the distortion. No, yeah, that's that's Chained to the Rhythm. Oh, okay. It's bad. Okay, so, but, like, the video is just her on, like, a roller coaster and shit, but the, the, the I thought half of it was at her at like an old tiny gas station. Well, maybe right. maybe that's too. There, yeah, there's this weird like it's like again like her idea of like what's the future look like? Uh, 1960s retro futurism. Like that's she immediately goes to like old ideas of the future and it's like, uh, you know, at least use like 80s retro futurism. <laughs> like that's the better one, <laughs> better outdated mode of. Well, the th- in what a the way, 80s retrofuturism like. like came true because everyone in in Williamsburg had that mustache, right? Well, and like the the and that, the shaving the side of the head thing was totally a sci-fi. They're like, "What do haircuts look like in the future?" I don't know. We can only think of the ones that we've come up with so far. Shave the side of their head or some shit. Two thousands, <laughs> bam! It's happening. That's where it's at. I know what the future's like. Life imitating art. <laughs> Or an art-like substance. Okay, um, was looking for. Oh yeah, so she's on some. Katy Perry. I think it was VMAs. Because I'm the only one stupid enough to watch those. Yep. Oh yeah. Okay, so this is the performance that she. Um. Said was like, oh, I'm. I'm like I'm all I'm, like subtext now. So this is the one with subtext. So. Okay. I'm ready. Right, Subtext ho- me. All right, hopefully we'll get. Are we crazy? It's loud enough, right? Living our lives through a lens. Trapped in a- Oh shit, my bad. <laughs> you, you can't go turning it off, Matt. That's not woke. I'll start it over and then edit that, <laughs> oh. then edit that out because this isn't streaming. <laughs> this is not live.
Because here's the thing, like, I, the potential metaphor here is she's essentially saying it's her fault, right? <laughs> no, like, like, that's the only reading that I can get out of it, right? Because it's either, well, either it's, it's a totally insipid pop song that means nothing, right? Or she's saying, like, you know, it's party oh. music, right? That, that, yeah. that is 
you know, it, this idea of like essentially like, oh, just tune out because you're it, Orwell, right? Being right. entertained to death. Yeah. Well, right? that's right. And, and that's what she And she says, this one's on me. Like, your favorite song, <laughs> this one's on me. Like, you get like, wasted. It, she's, it, she's basically, she's saying, like, unless she's totally trying to just be like, like, like she, she's never going to play any of her old songs more or anything. But I can't, I just don't see no, that being possible no. because there's nothing in the article about how she's like, like all that stuff was a mistake and I'm never going right. to, you're never going to hear me like, play anymore. Oh, maybe like I wasn't helping anybody. Right. So, that's with, what, so that's why I'm saying like, it's, it's hard to have for me to have that reading of this. Oh yeah. No, no. Because I don't she think hasn't like disowned her old no, stuff. I it's, absolutely am going with the like simplest explanation, which is trying real hard to write something woke and then halfway through every couple lines it's like uh party stuff and but the funny thing is if you say right it's almost like um you look at it from the perspective of not what she intended but the accidental significance of what she's saying which is like yeah we're chained to the rhythm of this shitty so like if if you act like it, in a certain way it's like it's almost like she's saying we're chained to her shitty music or because maybe we are. Maybe she's saying she's changed her shitty music. Right. Maybe, because maybe, it's, right. Because but also it's like literally like that's her career. If she, she was money. saying anything woke and trying to include music in it, which she's not, she's not, she's not trying to say anything about the music industry. Right. Cause she's still, I'm sure still, she, she still has no idea how that works, but like she could be saying, you know, well, part of what's messed up is the sort of, you know, if, uh, large record companies have all the access and money to basically put their stuff everywhere. And so you're basically stuck with her shitty music, whether you like it or not. Sorry. Like, and, but yeah, then it's almost like she's suddenly just like, this one's on me. Oh, well, here's another fucking Max Martin song that my face is on. Uh, I get, I mean, that, cause also I'm pretty sure this is the one that I'm pretty sure is Max Martin. Oh yeah. Cause it sounds like, you know, the, the it's already big. Nobody gives a shit what she's saying in it, obviously, because it, and they never it doesn't do make any sense. Yeah, it never makes any sense. It's like if there's well, even well, like I think like I feel like people may may have given a shit about the lyrical content of Roar. Right. Because well, here's how the thing. many female UFC fighters right. have walked out to that? Right. Exactly. Well, here's the thing. No, they do. But it's because it's saying the bare minimum necessary with bits and pieces of the things she's heard before. And so as a result, it's A, it sounds familiar, and B, like you immediately get the point of the song. You know, you're like, oh, generic inspiring anthem. I remember Eye of the Tiger, which she mentions in the song. (laughs) She also remembers Eye of the Tiger. She's like, what do I got? I got the Eye of the Tiger. I almost expect her to just list other songs like that were inspiring. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so like, where did that idea come from? The Eye of, who had the Eye of the Tiger? Was there a song about that? Yeah. so similarly, yeah, she's trying to be woke now. So it's like, she's like out there in utopia. It's like, nobody said that, like, no, this is not utopia, lady. Like, this is, nobody's saying that that's what's happening. Yeah, I mean, um, if I were drawing up a utopia, I wouldn't include Katy Perry's music. <laughs> like, just saying. Yeah. Um, so, oh, yeah, so I did find the other one. And, of course, it was, it was iHeartRadio, which is the appropriate place to be super woke and tell people that you know what's up. Oh, here she has the haircut. Wait, the wheel doesn't even go. I mean, she's on a treadmill, but the actual, yeah. Right, but that's probably good. Look at the little, little, little work, working children. So cute. The last set was so elaborate and expensive. I feel like getting that wheel to rotate wouldn't really have cost that much. Probably not. 
keep in mind, these are like a few weeks apart. Like, so they came up with completely different concepts for every performance. It sounds much more like she's actually singing on this one. Yeah. The other one, it did not sound like she was singing. You know, iHeartRadio is where the legit singers go to. They gave the Bruno Mars the Innovator Award. See, I don't. They just put down their. They, but I guess they're. Are they striking? Like, I don't know. Just there's a big shame there. Who's gonna do the work now, though? Like, who's? Did they use the hammers to break the chains? I guess. I think that was what they were supposed Which, to be doing. I guess they didn't know the whole, whole time. They, they were definitely working at first, though. But then they realized I have a hammer and there's a chain. I can. Also, there's a giant, weird hamster monster. Now the children are free. And they can dance. You can still hear her on the track too. <laughs> she's not saying, but that reminds me that she's not wearing rose-colored glasses on this one. On the last one, they were literally on the nose. Yeah. So before we actually listen to the album, my favorite thing was that YouTube. Uh, so she did this like three-day non-stop streaming thing. Like in her, they say in her house, but I'm like, is it her house or just like a house that she rented in? Who, who knows? It's hard. Uh, whatever. But the point is, they had like different people come and like. It's like to me, I kept thinking of like like uh, her holding court, like, ah oh, yes, you come before this Katy Perry. What do you bring? And Neil deGrasse Tyson's like, it is my science. And she's like, what's that about? <laughs> Was it her awakening? Well, here's the thing. So another person that I, I, I read that was, I didn't watch it, but I heard basically the same response that I had you know, with Tyson talking about. Uh, this guy, DeRay, uh, I forget his full name, but uh, he's like one of the main Black Lives Matter guys. And he came on to talk to her, and like that was like, we talk about some woke stuff, but they said it was the same thing where it was all like, like obviously the guest knows that she has there's more exposure for them than for her. Yeah. So they need to they can't be like, what the hell, woman, don't you know and they can't like, right. like the whole time Neil deGrasse Tyson is like like he was brought to a kindergarten to teach the kids about science and he's like, Well here, here's a thing about science that's great and she's like, Oh, oh tell me about it. Is like well, and then and then like like two thoughts never completely connect, right? Like it's constantly So that was the. Wait. So what? Did you get the subtext of the children <laughs> of the animal thing? No, but this reminds me though of the other thing that I mentioned when we were on the on the woke yacht was the other potential for being chained to the rhythm is like a slave ship, right? right? Oh, because, right. Because right. you row as they beat the drum, <laughs> yeah. and you're chained to the thing, which also is what 
keeps you from from bailing when the ship starts taking on water yeah like you're gonna row because otherwise you're going down with the ship yeah uh yeah so like (laughs) but she but there were no boats in any of these things i don't mean there were a bunch of kids chained chained together but what was with the like puffy animal that clearly had nothing to do that's just a thing she that's just one of her things like she that's the thing she she she's like well i can still keep the dumb giant animals for no reason right yeah of course she's like what can i what do i have to give up i probably can't i probably can't shoot stuff out of my boobs anymore is she like but Con- confronting structural oppression is still fun and cute and fun. Is that is that pretty <laughs> much. is that her contribution? I she's making confronting she's, yeah uh, structural violence. Still, there's still a lot of dancing cute involved. It's fun. You can still you can still I, wait, be like, like the kids in Footloose and rebel purely uh, yeah, through dance. Say, I feel like there are a lot of movies where they dance down the establishment. Oh, definitely. Well, literally every Step Up movie that's the, they're about. I, I've seen none. because they're I've dance seen movies. None of those. Well, we'll have to do a special episode because I've seen most <laughs> of very, them. A special episode or a very special? A very episode. special episode. <laughs> no, because it's a very interesting. It's kind of like um, how horror movies are generally like certain types of movies. Because of the specificity of the audience and the people making them, they kind of throw certain things out the window, like having a script or like <laughs> story that isn't the same as every other dance movie. Basic, well, basically, the, my theory is uh, dance movies now are the martial arts movies of like the 80s. So the equal level of like half the people in the movie are not there for their acting ability. But they're like, just wail they dance or wail they fight. It's the same thing, only replace the dancing with the fighting with the dancing. But it's still like, I'm from a different dance crew. I'm from a different dojo. It's like the yeah, yeah. same well, thing on every level. No, that level. makes sense because you actually can't make the different dojo movies anymore because right. we have right, MMA, MMA yeah. now and we know that that stuff is bullshito, but, as they say. Exactly. Um, but yeah. Uh, that's the okay. So, uh, what else do we have to say about this? We listened to the no, whole. I mean, okay, like, so. I mean, if I look, I just I already said it, but the takeaway for me is the album is not particularly woke, and she and she needed to fill out an album's worth of stuff, so she fell back to making party music. But it's very uninspired. Yeah. So it doesn't work really on any level. It like gets just, and I think the the sales and stuff are reflecting it. This is like oh, her yeah, worst yeah. worst well, performing yeah, again, album. You, you basically. Uh, I got. Okay, I find the part of the article where she says, "Cause it's interesting when it. I, I love all the wording when they're talking about her basically not having as much Max Martin on it. All right. Um, okay. So there's also uh, this whole thing where like her other perfor- her performance in SNL. Uh, there was a big controversy because, like, the whole performance of this one song, Swish Swish, which coincidentally is also a diss track at Taylor Swift. Mm, so, like, oh, she's yeah. trying to be woke, but, like, at the same time as doing a diss track of the other richest pop star. Yeah, well, and so, okay, the the thing that I didn't, I was weird for me was, so, they mentioned very, very early on in the article that a lot of this was actually specifically a response to previous misogyny that she'd experienced. Okay. Right. So, so I like, I don't know enough about her past to know like what those, I'm not saying that they didn't happen. I'm right. saying they totally probably happened. I, I just don't know what the, uh, I just don't know what the specific incidents are, but then right. I did not, I didn't really get anything that was like, 
that seem to specifically address that in any way. And then, like you said, she then wrote, writes a, a diss track like against another like yeah. female in her similar position. Right, because look, because they have this like pointless feud where it's like you guys are the same thing. Why are you? I, like, I really hope it's fake. Right, like because it's like the pro wrestling I mean, thing. It's I really, pro- I really right. hope they they just decided like mutually, like, hey, if we just if we get heat on each other, right. that'll generate some press <laughs> and some interest. I doubt. Well, but I doubt I they're kind, aware of right. It. I I bet people at their label oh, are probably label pulling the strings, are probably eating it up. And, like they got but, like an AR, AR person like in like Kitty. The session is going great. Um, even though, you know, you could have more, uh, be more like, Max Martin songs thought, if thought, you wanted. I mean, just, I it's an option. Be like, I thought you were going to be like, but, but I just got a text from, um, Taylor Swift. No, no, but did you see what that bitch tweeted about you? Yeah. Did you see what that bitch, like, this was what the A&R is. It's artists and relations. The relations is keeping them beefing with the other pop stars. Um, but like, she, this is the same song that like the whole thing on SNL was that she basically had a bunch of, uh, uh, I think it was mostly drag queens. I don't want to miscategorize but a lot of people who are very proud of them are very proud and uh but that was like the whole performance she basically was like i'm gonna showcase these people and i get like the move she's doing but like that's what it feels like a move because it's like like she basically just kind of like stood at the side of the stage and sang well sort of sang you know is snl so she really probably was mostly track and uh and then there was some controversy because she performed that song with migos and they're like known to i mean they're from you know it's trap like they say a lot of i don't know the specifics of what they're accused of but i'm like i'm just like sure of course they did of course they said something homophobic (laughs) transphobic some kind of phobic because it's trap you know and um uh and then they're like well what about like why are you even performing with them and then there was some other controversy about like she had to like cut down the number of drag queens to make room for them on stage or something. I don't know. It might have been like, you know, uh, people kind of misconstruing what happened or whatever, because it was probably just some SNL stage uh, issues or something. But there's a lot of like, like the point is she can't, she's not doing well with the wokeness. Like she's already just, it's like just compounding things more so well, far. Well, so, okay. So the, 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 I think this kind of reflects a, a bigger, um, sort of issue in the like, in the sort of outrage party, yeah, is the sort of the deal where like everyone who is very concerned ab- about others' actions and terms and stuff mm. seems to have a different goal, different right? standard, right? And possibly. and sometimes in it's not always just oh you didn't go far enough. It, they're oftentimes conflicting. Right, right right and so it's one of those deals like you know like they always say like you can't please everybody right, right. and that's never been truer um and so you just kind of like you gotta pick your battles right well, what's what's interesting though i think about it especially in like pop music again because especially with katie perry who as she says knows nothing and um uh with her, it's like... Oh, wait, and sorry, I just need to throw yeah. in one more thing. It spins in the article about this. It goes, uh, the internet had already uh, been upset for appropriating gay culture, for right. having the drag queens and stuff. Right, 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 yeah, exactly. So. That's what I'm saying. It's like, she was trying to be like, this is, I'm giving them stage time. That's, that's like empowering, right? And they're like, you're just using it as a prop in your act. To sell your, right. your mainstream. And so like, 
party. Th- I'm glad. I'm glad that's in there because I didn't garbage. know whether like the general consensus was that. Because that's the thing. You see, like you'll hear it both ways. Some people will totally buy it and be like, "Wasn't that amazing? Sharing her spotlight with those people," and then. Someone else will be like, no, it was totally, you're, that's what appropriating is. You're appropriating for purposes of marketing yourself. And I was going to say at the beginning, actually, about how she's been accused of uh, cultural appropriation a lot, which I think is unfair because there's no way she knows what that word means. <laughs> well, like, like uh, for what other things? And that proves she doesn't know what it means. She's like, is it this? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, Katie, that's the thing. <laughs> Because I mean, do it less <laughs> or not at all. You know, I haven't followed her career that closely. Like, uh, was left shark culturally appropriative? Like, I don't. No, that was just. Uh, no, that's the she likes to have people dress up as animals thing. Oh, but then so does Taylor Swift, and but then like, but then she even makes fun of Taylor Swift for it in the diss track, which I only know because we actually listened to that whole album. And I would never have even heard those lyrics otherwise, but they, it's like, and so it's like you, you, you just had a big goofy looking cartoon hamster on stage. And yet in the lyrics, she's like, criticizing like Taylor Swift has her band dress up like it. Like it's all, you're both stupid. You're both, you're both music for children. And let, these are like things you should see in kindergarten. And she who is without sin <laughs> cast the first stones. Um, yeah, I mean. It's just not good music, too. Well, of course that's not. The other, that's the of other. Of course not. That's the other problem. It's, a, it's Let's, uh, worse than Max Martin. Remember, Max Martin is like the most effective at this shitty kind of music. Correct. So anything like, and you hear a Max Martin song, and you're like, all right, well, you know, it sounds like a song, and like you put the stuff in the right places, and it gets slightly more exciting at the end, and then it's over before you actually notice it's garbage. But anything worse than Max Martin is usually just like boring and so that's what most of this album is it was just really boring and yet obviously very personal because that's what you always get you're like this album of music that of files that were emailed to me is deeply personal (laughs) because i decided what each song meant to me and then made up words but that's all that like uh okay so i gotta i gotta circle back to a point i made earlier because i forgot about this is she um so it brings together a couple things. So, so she goes, uh, all all award shows are fake, and all the awards I've won are fake. <laughs> Which it's like, okay, that's the first reasonable thing you've said. Yeah. But then she says, they're constructs, right? Like, <laughs> like she just like she just took a sociology course and like, and it's like most things are constructs right. though, like because like work, language was constructed by us. Yes. So so, but then here's but th- what she goes on to say though is is that the old Katy Perry wasn't a construct and she isn't dead. She goes quote I didn't kill her because I love her, and is and she is exactly what I had to do then. So again, this confirms what I was my analysis earlier of like it kind of sounds like she's saying I was responsible. But, like, she's totally not taking any responsibility if she's like, oh, she's not dead, and I love her, and that was appropriate, and, oh, quote, I'm not a con artist, I didn't con people, like, that was just me, and this is me now. Okay, like, uh... It, it's just, it's not, it's not good. So she got this whole article, go, like, there's just all kinds of stuff like this, like the A&R thing... 
you know, about how they're like, the label's like, you know, we trust her. She's deserved that. We put additional A&R people on this thing. Like, and then, and then these bizarre quotes that are seemingly contradictory and right feel like, again, like, like, um, you know, you freshman at college, like you just completed freshman year and you come home and you're really annoying. Right. Yeah. So, so this, so the whole thing felt really weird to me reading the article. Right. Because I'm like, okay. Like, there's one school of thought for journalism that says anything that's, uh, like, you should only, you should only write things that people don't want to see in print, right? Mm. Because everything else is is just, you're basically doing marketing for them. And, but it just, this article just felt off. And I couldn't understand if the, if the, if this, if the author didn't really get it or she was, like, actually doing a hit piece really subtly right and then you get to the last paragraph well before we can get to the the last few paragraphs because this okay so um let's it it starts to build up towards it and then yeah the last paragraph kind of like okay i think i get where you're going with this um get this up on screen actually then i can all right so this part, definitely where I was like, okay, I see where you're going with this. Uh, Miss Perry's awakening has been tapped as a marketing strategy for Witness, and the live stream was selling her authenticity. Selling her authenticity. Right. If you dig hearing about her new perspective, maybe you'll enjoy her song, Power. While there are still plenty of relationship songs on Witness that will have fans wondering which of her bows she misses more than she loved, seven tracks deal plainly with her new mindset. Um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, like there's certain things where it's like they're the way I started to think about it was like this person was assigned to do this and they definitely weren't like, oh, great. I get to interview Katy Perry. They're like, (laughs) I'm interviewing Katy Perry. Uh Oh, oh, she's woke now. Okay. But like you still, there's still, you know, some connection there that they can't just be like, all right, here we go. (laughs) Like take this. So So it's like, they just like, let me just state these facts and things that she said out loud to me and let you draw your own conclusions. And you want to read the last? Right. So, yeah. so the last paragraph is priceless. It's a departure and it's a necessary evolution that I have to take. And I know that sometimes it feels publicly like I'm dragging cement blocks, but like the pyramids were made out of cement blocks or not cement. But do you know what I'm trying to say? I'm going to get there. <laughs> like, again, like, yes. like you just took... You just took freshman sociology and you are right. like pumped to get your civics degree or whatever. Like, I mean, okay, good for her for trying. But like when you have a platform, it's really, it's really important that you think very carefully about what you're putting out there, especially if, I mean, like we're essentially a comedy podcast, right? Yeah. And no one listens to it. Like, but she has millions of listeners and she's like so earnestly saying, you know, I'm trying to, to change the world now because because I'm woke. Yeah. It's like, you know, maybe think before you swim. Right. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, and it also I think also in the current climate. Uh, it gets hard to criticize because it's like, well, A for effort, but 
I mean, also, how woke could she? I mean, no, this but is that's my actually point. my complaint. Is right. she did not put forth the necessary effort. Oh, to... but I think she did for Katy Perry. I mean, again, keep in mind what is Katy Perry really capable of, and she is one of those. Okay, so like. I mean, uh, I don't know, because it, who knows? Maybe she's capable of all kinds of stuff. I, I don't know. I don't know her. Well, I mean, I know the enough about indi- her career. Right. Her past indicates that uh, the quality of her output is usually low. but Or heavily reliant on Max Martin. <laughs> but who knows? But, uh, yeah, I'm not holding my breath. Uh, let's put it yeah. that way. Well, my point was just, like, I just, I again, watching... Um, Katy Perry talked to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Well, it was an hour long. I watched 25 minutes I tops. Could, I, I couldn't, couldn't sit for more than that because it was very difficult because it was just like, well, uh, so oh, well, the best part actually was she mentions that quote and she's like, I know nothing. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Sorry. She says uh, she's she's trying to say that she's into like philosophers now or some shit. But the way she phrases it is that like now she has a crush on Socrates and such and such. And like he's like, oh, that's interesting because you have that quote. I know nothing in your profile. And that, and she's like, is that related? And it's like <laughs> and he's like, uh, bruh, bruh, bruh. yeah, well, and you know, like, just, clearly your crush is, on Socrates is not uh, developed into stalking him. <laughs> right. By well, his writings. Right. Well, I mean, it's like, first of all, let's forgive the fact that you're using a very childish idiom to describe, you know, appreciating historical thinkers uh you know like like unless unless she just heard about socrates from bill and ted's excellent adventure in which case then it kind of makes sense it's like oh yeah socrates dust wind dude and then she's like i totally like i would totally have a crush on him because i would be there with them in the high school and everything oh shit that's chris delio voice because i just watched his fucking special my bad anyway uh, I'll edit that out. No, but uh, right. So it's just yeah. It's it's oh, it, was, it was difficult to watch because they couldn't. At no point did any thread of conversation go more than like two exchanges before just like like you know right. completely. And then he would go like, oh crap, uh, grab onto something. Else. Well, this is science related. This thing you mentioned is actually the result of in and try to teach her something. And she would go, oh wow, yeah. You know, and just try really hard to engage, and then usually say something which would which would immediately elucidate the fact that she had no idea what he's talking about. It was always like, right, right. Either she's like hiding it, or like it's clearly slipping that she's just like not following. Yeah, and that's always all. a painful situation to be in when someone is like really eager to listen, but also totally incapable of understanding what you're <laughs> yeah, saying. Yeah, and they're always like, "Oh, I get it." Oh, and yeah. then they say something that clearly illustrates that they do not, in fact, get it. Yeah, and then. You're just like moving on. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think we should watch like two minutes, like one minute of just the beginning okay. of that for the experience. This way, people don't have to, and then we'll get credit for the comedy. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> I like. Also, it's great that it's called. Uh, yeah, I was gonna just say that it's called Katy Perry, mind blown by Neil deGrasse Tyson, witness worldwide. Or, or YouTube break. The fuck? Okay, it's. Yeah, but probably at the beginning, you probably need to skip forward. Yeah, it's still, not, it's still like buffering. Can okay. I get a witness? 
So have a seat. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Um, it's called Star Talk. Star Talk. Oh yes. my gosh! And how long have you been doing the show? So for many years, we first started yeah. with a grant from the National Science Foundation because what we found was there were people who we know like science, so they'll just tune into any science show at all. Mm. Then we thought, how about the people who don't know they like science? Right. Or better yet, the people who are pretty sure that they don't like science. Why doesn't people? Why don't people like science? I, well, <laughs> I don't know. They might fear it. They, maybe they didn't do I well in school. I think they're scared of it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly, exactly. Scared of the unknown. That's what we do. For <laughs> scared of the unknown sometimes. No, I think. Well, for right. me, focus, the unknown focus. You're, I see your ear to it's contribute. Like you don't know what's there. Come closer. Yeah. This is what people who go into haunted houses, they don't know what's there and sure. they're pulled in. Sure. And, they, and so, so with Star Talk, my guests are never scientists, or hardly ever scientists. They're people people have heard of, sure. hewn from pop culture. And then I have a conversation with them about their geek underbelly. Well, I just revealed in my therapy that I'm a major dork, so I'm ready to dork out. You're in a dork safe space with me. This is all we're going to do. Is Amazing. To totally, totally geek out. Uh, so, uh, so you ready to begin? Yes, I'd love to. Okay, well, again, thank you for agreeing. Yeah. So, thank you for allowing me inspiring person in your ear time. incredible, magnificent mind. I got good material. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> the universe. You do a lot of reading. <laughs> it's good material. Good. So, um, you do, that's what he meant by that. So, of course, I, I did some reading. homework on you. And so, so you were, in modern parlance, we'd say you were homeschooled, right? I mean, you were tutored by Well, by I, teachers. I went to Christian school, but I was... Um, I w we moved around a lot because my parents started um, churches all around the country. Oh, okay. okay. And so we would live in one space for only like a year and a half or so. Mm -hmm. And then we would move. So I would be taken and out of the, different schools. The, the that con would, kind of would be up, up and we'd have to like, skip down. And then, you know. So there were no Locals science teachers and math teachers. And then we'd have to hightail it all down the road. No, no, in particular, I wasn't ever good at math. I was always promised no math. There will be no math on this show. Oh, so maybe by the end you'll be good at it. I know. And then is <laughs> oh, math Neil. related to science? <laughs> but how math do you count all that money? Of the universe. <laughs> numbers. If you yes, want to go to that, that China, is part of math. To Chinese that people, you learn Mandarin. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go to Spain, you learn Spanish. Yeah. You want to go to the universe, you learn math. It's. She's that like, simple. aren't we there I mean, now? It's that straightforward. I know that people have Where done this before, universe? in your show, but I just want to go and do it once. Okay. Yeah, so that's why math is so fundamental. <laughs> right. And, and it's yes, kind of mysterious because we invented math out of our head, yet it applies across the universe and across time. Right. So it's completely amazing. Amazing. That this thing that came amazing. out of our head even works. Totally following. Yeah. To describe Did the we universe. invent it? Or yeah, yeah we kind of invented it. As a language. Yeah, as a language to communicate with great precision what's going on in the natural world. In so, the natural yeah, world. Yeah, because regular language isn't precise enough. Right. That's what, and it's also it's also different. That's why regular language is right. good for emotions and other things also, that are kind of it, it has a property that makes it different. And, yeah. And, also, you know, it's different. But when it comes time to actually measure something, you need you need the math. Measure twice, cut once. Yeah, that's right. Those are words I heard once. Perfect. Somebody said that. No, I'm just a wordsmith, and I like sayings. Oh, beautiful! I love it. I love Literally, it. Literally, so, I like sayings. Um, I don't so know what they mean, your, but your, I like them. Your career. And I can remember I up to three at a time. You can span four octaves. Is that right? I, That's I don't, I've never, not I don't true. know if I've ever counted them, I don't but yes, know I go how very to count because I, I was low. promised no oh, math. There's no way she knows what an octave oh, is. Oh, hello, whoa. <laughs> I've been crying and screaming, so I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I saw I saw part of that the, that uh, therapy session. It was like, 
I got to come in after that. Well, no, that like, listen, I'm so happy to be with you. Me, you make me really happy. See if we can elevate you into the universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I spun out. Because I've never I been in therapy with you. Okay, all right. Um, so uh, four He's octaves. He's got a lot going that's, for that's him. In that. Is that right? He's I'm never doing anything. I don't know exactly. I'm definitely no Mariah Carey or Celine Dion or Beyonce. Okay. But okay. they're Those kind are of otherworldly. So, but it, but the more octaves, the better, I guess. Yes. Yeah, the more. Like Ariana Grande can... is like the best. So are you buds the with best. her? The best. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Of cool. Of course. Excuse me. I'm well, no. Course. I mean, no, not of course. I don't want you to assume. You know the saying about assumption. Yeah. Yeah. Makes an ass because out of as we know, um, I love saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> All ten so, of them. so tell me about um, your previous we album. Do yeah. the same. Bingo. What are you thinking? Oh, this is the best. Prism? I mean, prism I is a you, physics thing. Okay, it's a piece of glass. That is a reflection. That, that it's triangular and yeah. it takes white light yeah. and it breaks it into its component colors. Yeah. Were you thinking that or you had another application of the word prism? Well, I had someone call me a prism and it it seemed like a compliment. I, that would, I would take that as a compliment. <laughs> it was a compliment. It means you take ordinary light and break it I into I didn't know what that word meant, but I didn't oh. my own. <laughs> That and was geeky brilliant. She, she just had an aneurysm or something, and, yeah. trying and, to understand. That was her mind They called me a blown. prism, and it yes. stuck with me because I do think that, like, that's what I do sometimes is through my songs, I take in information, mm -hmm. I digest it, and then I make songs out of it, and then I go, and it turns into all these colors, and that's why we're sitting in a rainbow yeah, right this now. this is a beautiful space here. Yes, yeah. Like it's I said, a bit of a prism. Love what you've done with the place. <laughs> no, Thank it's you. definitely um, so, not a prism. So, but I didn't know that it was prison? so science-based. <laughs> yeah, it's completely science-based. She's shaped to the rhythm. So white, <laughs> Literally shaved to the rhythm. I've loved science my whole life, and I didn't even know it. Yeah, exactly. This is the Okay, that, I think that's yeah. the point. But that's, those are my favorite bits. The fucking prism thing was amazing. Because, he, again, he's, he's trying not. He's trying not to be like... So do you know what any of these words mean? Like, which I would be like, tell me, Katy Perry, this album, Prism, uh, uh, you know what that is? What would you say a Prism is if I were to ask you? It's but just, he's like, so did you, you, you know what a Prism what, is, right? What, and did you mean that when you called your thing? That, and she's like, well, somebody called me one. Yeah, and you I just say yes. <laughs> you yeah. just say yes. It's like, it's the classic, like, know how to take a compliment. But right. no, but I love, he kind of gives her an out. He's like, you were homeschooled, right? And then she goes, no, but they promised me no math. And it's like, <laughs> pretty sure they can't do that in any, like, accredited right, school. Right, Well, it's, so... she, since her parents, it sounded like they started, like, evangelical schools. And they probably taught her. She's like, well, they're people who teach. So it's like a real education, even though I'm a, it, it's th from my parents. And it's like... Yeah, but they just teach people about yeah, religion someone who and went probably giving them money. 13 years of private Catholic school, I can tell you there's yeah. a very hard distinction between real teaching and then we when we had religion class where you're like, yeah. well, it's kind of like a form of sociology, <laughs> except like, yeah, it was weird. I mean, if you view it as studying Christian mythology... Yeah. And sociology, then yeah, but that's not how they review it. Yeah, that was not the that was not how they intended the message to come across. So it was interesting. Yeah. I was promised no math. Like, and how did you get? Yeah, you know, Neil did. He's not like, 
And how did you work that deal out? He's just like, gonna ignore that and <laughs> right. keep on. Maybe you'll like math by the end of the time right. you're done talking to then, me. Then this talk is for you, for people who don't know that you love math because right. you've never encountered it. Because it's a whole language, but it's different from other languages. Like because ones it's, you know, because it's different. Because it's different. Because it's also, it's different. Man, yeah. So, uh, shit, I, there's not. Uh, the the we talked about the first single was the real attempt at oh here's the other reason it's it's so hilarious there was like oh I'm so woke now because there was the chain to the rhythm and then I don't know if swish swish was a single or not but it was on the SNL thing and that's trying to be woke ish but then mostly just appropriating something that she thought was woke to diss Taylor Swift and then the third single is that like eat me song right <laughs> you know because i said the parody of it which is the one with migos which is also yeah. why it's so ridiculous because it's yeah, just the like parody was a million times better who, we get, oh, yeah. who, who did that we get a key of awesome. shout out yeah key of awesome let's did give it. the one of the most successful youtube channels i know a shout out i although to be fair like i'm i've been watching them long enough i can safely say like they made me like i should make some fucking youtube videos because they're fuck uh they're really uh they started off doing like political stuff but they basically transitioned into doing like this full-time a song parodies it's called the key of awesome it's a huge youtube channel uh and they're based in new york and they oh yeah yeah um and they they like uh i think all they do all their stuff at the youtube space now they're like you know that level of youtubery that they're <laughs> just they just use the big the big studio um but yeah they did a uh the song's called bon appetit and it's just like a bunch of it's again it's another cliche for it's like food metaphors for sex but written by Katy perry so it's like uh, i put some work like some of it doesn't make any sense and it's just it's bad but it's also like the complete opposite of like like so supposedly being woke about how she was presenting her sexuality before and then it's like but not really because this song is just like same same thing basically if not if not worse really but and then me goes around and it's like don't you feel weird? It's like, no, of course she doesn't feel weird about that because she just works with whoever she's like assigned. I'm sure yeah. she didn't say, get me the Migos for this song. I'm sure the label is like, can we get Migos on one of these Katy Perry songs? And Migos <laughs> was like, you paying me, right? And Because that's like, <laughs> the thing that surprised me about the whole trap, I guess this is like a, a road that has long been paved by previous rappers, but there used to be, I thought, some sense of a line of like, you know, serious rapsmen who weren't gonna be doing any crossover pop stuff at a certain, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a certain level of like, well, okay, yeah, sure, like, you know, Ja Rule did or whatever, cause it was like, he wasn't blowing anybody away anyway. And, but like, you didn't, like, uh, I, I'm not even thinking of good examples, but the point is. What, uh, like NWA? It, Are you trying to think yeah, of somebody yeah, who would never? Kinda, yeah, kinda like, kinda. Well, especially because trap is kind of like the new gangster rap. It's weird, but but it's also completely about like I'm getting paid, and so uh, it's literally like I'm still selling drugs in case you didn't know, and I'm getting paid, and I will do whatever you want for money. And but then it's just like Katy Perry, and like they just don't give a shit. Like they literally just like I don't get. They don't give a shit. And I mean, again, I think it also makes sense. Like again, if you're gonna, t uh, this is an interesting thing I got from uh, that show Atlanta. Uh, cause it follows, uh, uh, Donald Glover is also childish Gambino did the show on FX called Atlanta. And it was, 
it's got some funny parts, but it's fairly serious. It's fairly woke. It's set. It's you know, it's about what's going on in Atlanta. Like he uh, he plays the f- the cousin of a rapper, and he talks to him, and he's like, and he had like one big crazy crappy signal that blew up, and so he's trying to help him get a real career out going out of it. But he also like. Uh, gets arrested for shooting a guy like in the first episode so like there's this whole parallel of like he's got a court date but also he's trying to make it as a rapper but also that also kind of might help him make it as a rapper right and uh but the the thing that i took away from it is when he first talks to him about he's like this isn't good or whatever and he's like i don't give a shit i'm just trying to get paid and it's literally like that makes sense and that's why like a also you shouldn't be afraid of criticizing trap music because that's basically what they're saying in it is like trap beat I'm going to slur my words a bunch because all my drugs and like whatever I'm getting paid. And like, so like, it's almost like, like, again, it's idiomatic for it to be lazy and, and who gives a shit as long as like they'll play it in the strip club. And so anyway, the point is that it's interesting to me that like they got, she got criticized for all this, this about, you know, Migos being uh, homophobic and stuff or whatever, which again makes perfect sense for trap music. But like this is happening constantly, and no, and it's like, it's right, it's like, it's like, oh, like now we decided that we should be upset about this. But like, it's already become a standard. Is like, trap music, like you know, again, literally, all your songs are just about drugs and fucking and money. And then it's like Disney pop star, and it's like, how soon can we get them together on a song? Yeah. Like, we need those two elements immediately, like, literally grinding together. Yeah, and like. <laughs> After the fact, outrage is an unfortunate thing that happens a lot where you it's people get upset about something not when it happens but when they become aware of it. Right. By which point it's like it's 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 a thing now. It's yeah. too late. Like uh you know, people there are people who are fans and you know whatever. Like maybe it'll prevent it from right like going to Disney levels. Yeah. But as this shows maybe not oh like, yeah yeah no because it's right it's about getting paid so yeah and again it's like who like i the the outrages only go as far as they can actually get the outraged people to do things so like you will see a backlash from like Katy perry and taylor swift fans because there's so many of them and they're all young enough to think it matters and so you know like if you have a twitter account and it's big enough for like if we if we had if we can get like a million people listening to our I mean probably a hundred thousand people listening to our podcast we could probably get the attention of one of the angry fan bases of a pop star like pretty easily all we got to do is something that's got something about the way we make fun of them is funny enough that people pass it so like one little clip goes viral yeah. and all of a sudden they're like. Who are these fucking old ass white men talking shit about gay And we're like, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag old. And, and like and like what? And uh and, and, but like, you know, we get a bunch of you know, a bunch of teenagers uh sending us shitty messages on Twitter, I'd be like, that's cool. How many people subscribe? Like, so that's like how the shit works now. Wait, it's like as, uh as Eric Bischoff said controversy creates cash. Right, exactly so like record labels don't give a shit like they'd only give a shit when it sounds like it's gonna affect right it's gonna profits. affect sales negatively yeah. which is almost never yeah and and all the fucking katie perry beef like like well, we see well we've seen it play out before right like with pmrc right and like oh two i just realized crew yo, and like you just made me realize uh i was reading about the last I heard of the the beef with Katy Perry and Taylor Swift is that when Katy Perry released her album, 
it was like the same day that Taylor Swift put her catalog back on Spotify and like streaming platforms. Yeah. Which uh, who who gives a shit? But like, okay, fine. But the whole thing was like, did Katy Perry do this on purpose to steal Taylor? Or I forget no, who they, was no, stealing whose thunder. Taylor Swift was stealing Katy right, Perry's right. thunder. Either way, you're both stupid. Because like, all it was is like, who got more streams? It's like. I don't know, but we both got paid a lot of money. And right. Like, it's like nobody was like, like there's no loser in that game. Correct. Which actually, again, because my first thought was like, oh, yeah, Taylor Swift and not Big Machine Records <laughs> was like, I'll show Katy Perry. Like, she doesn't give a shit. Like, even if she does give a shit, I'm sure she didn't think of that. I'm sure she's not sitting there like, oh, I got it. Here's what we'll do. Because, like, she's not even the one thinking. She's probably not the one who, who thought to take it. Here's what probably happened. Someone from Big Machine Records was like, you know, Taylor, Spotify is really not paying you enough, and they refuse to meet our terms, so we should just pull your whole cat. You know, they don't respect they don't respect your music. They don't value your music. And she's like, yeah, do it. And they're like, okay. And then Katy Perry album's coming out, and they're like, all right, we worked out a good, a good enough deal that we're going to put Taylor Swift's music back on streaming platforms because we realized money is better than no money, right. and it was giving us no money. And we got them to like, you know, we, I'm sure they nego- it was some negotiation thing that they finally like got a good enough deal from them. And then they're like, and people, let's do it right when Katy Perry's album comes out and they'll think she's just, and then they're like, you know, like, and then, you know, they, there could have even been a conversation the other way where oh, this should be music wars because I'm wildly speculating. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, but, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> but, um, well, no, but, no, but right. It's one of those things where they're like, what can we do that will, right. like, because if, if we're just like, hey, it's back on now, that's not newsworthy. Right. But if it's like, was it a dig? Oh, shit. That's yeah, newsworthy. That's exactly. Newsworthy. Newsworthy. It's Hashtag fake music news. <laughs> <laughs>